You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, awesome drinks, and amazing atmosphere at 779 Bank Street. And they've also got the Send Shuttle for just $17 gets you to and from the CTC. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar, and we are in vacation mode following a 3-2 overtime win for the Ottawa Senators. It was Shane Pinto's first career overtime goal. The Senators are now 19-9-1 in games where Shane Pinto, Josh Norris, and Tim Stutzla all play down the middle, and they are 31-5-5 when Shane Pinto records a point. They finished the season series 3 and one against their rival Detroit Red Wings. Pilsy, how'd you see this one develop? Ooh, this was a great game to come out on top. And this is a vibe cast for sure. We got the bucket hats on, we got the vacation shirts. Everybody's here. Hello, Detroit Red Wings fans. And my God, what an ending to that game. First off, you have Thomas Shabbat playing a million minutes, which he is pretty used to in his career with Jake Sanderson, unfortunately, going down. But we'll get to that later. I'm vibing right now. Shane Pinto coming in. And who was that little guy draped all over him or trying to be draped all over him? I had to pause and zoom and zoom. The guy's so small. The little kitty cat could not hold back Pinner. Pinner wanted that more than Alex Dabrinkit has ever wanted a puck, and he puts that one in. And that's a guy you got to feel so happy for, Shane Pinto. And, I mean, he's loving it. Uh, P- Pinto's uh, excited face. He's always like, ah. <laughs> and he's absolutely fired up. And the fellas were fired up for him. And, whew, Ross, I don't even know where to go. I just finished my late-night coffee. I'm buzzing off that 3-2 overtime win, and... What a way to go into the break for Ottawa Senators and Ottawa Senators fans. And shout out to Grandpa Pinto, a listener of Locked On Senators in Michigan. So hopefully he had his boots on the ground there for tonight's game. Just an awesome finish to a great game. The Senators had 100% of the possession in overtime. Pilsy, usually you get one opportunity. As they say in Detroit, you get one shot, one opportunity. This is everything you ever wanted. Well, Ottawa, they missed the net wide, were able to regain possession. Then they do it again and again. And great play by Vladimir Tarasenko to regroup the puck all the way back behind his own net, get the proper feet out there. And Thomas Shabbat, like a perfect finish to a game where Thomas Shabbat was playing. He must have thought DJ Smith was back behind the bench where the way he was playing 28, 29 minutes, but just an amazing pillow pass right where it needed to be soft as a pillow and Shane Pinto puts it in the back of the net. So just an awesome, awesome finish to the game. And look, we'll get into the ups and downs. There's plenty of it, but can you feel better for a player than you do for Shane Pinto after all he's been through? Like he's reaping the benefits of his hard work and staying in shape during his extended off season. Yeah, absolutely. And he gets a goal and an assist tonight, plus two. He plays over 19 minutes, 62.5% in the faceoff dot. And Ross, I tweeted out that Greg Pinto Tarasenko line. They were buzzing all game. Like, I really liked the way that line looked. And we had highlighted that line to have a big game, and they did. 
Dude, how about Ridley Gregg almost banking it in off of Alex Lyon in the last few minutes of regulation? Yeah, that one would have been nice. And he rang one off the post earlier on in the game too. Pinto set him up nicely. So that line was, you just knew. That's like a puck don't lie moment. You knew Pinto was going to get one uh, and get rewarded eventually. And that's just it. Like he could have... He could have stayed on his feet, Ross, and and done his best to get in there and hope for a low pad rebound at best. But he went with the extra effort. He's diving. He literally trips over, catches lion sticks, and and goes flying into the boards to get that goal. That's a guy that just he wanted it more than Alex DeBrinca wanted it, and he got it. So I'm so happy for Shane Pinto, and you can tell everybody on the bench is fired up. I wonder who's going to get the fire helmet tonight, Ross. Well, can they really give it right back to Shane Pinto? He just had it. Dude, he's got 41 games worth of fire helmets to catch up on. No, you know who's getting it tonight? Thomas Shabbat. Yeah, fair, fair, Thomas Shabbat has been a whipping boy on this show. He's been a whipping boy among the entire fan base because sometimes it looks like he's going in slow motion. But then he makes plays like that, and you're like, oh, so he's just being a tactician and trying to get the angles right on certain things. Look, he was a workhorse tonight. He played a ton of minutes. 30, Let's get the exact Ross. number. Give him some stick taps and credit for what, what he deserves. 30 minutes and 43 seconds in this game. Unreal. Nothing more. Yeah, vintage shabby, as Palm Face says in the comments today. Like This is this is a great performance from him, and I think he deserves the helmet. Claude Giroux has it as well, and you know G's going to take into account that Jake Sanderson only played four and a half minutes in this game before leaving with a lower body injury, but the Sportsnet broadcast is too busy talking about the All-Star game that, of course, their network is hosting this weekend. They wanted to talk about anything but the game on the ice, so they didn't even rewind the clock or rewind the tape and hope to find where Jake Sanderson was injured. Oh, the only silver lining there, Pilsy, is that there's nine games before their next game against the Toronto Maple Leafs on February 10th. So they're still in a ways away from that, but hopefully it's nothing serious. And we're hoping that uh, Jake Sanderson's back on the ice when the Senators return from this extended break. But talk about deserving a break. Pilsy, 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10. Yep. So they have points in 8 out of 10. I know the two losses, they allow seven goals in each one to Colorado and, and uh, New York Rangers over that spree. But overall, man, uh, a fantastic span of games. And look, a lot of lazy stats out there talking about, like, look, from when Jacques Martin took over. But I like the Sportsnet uh, broadcast stat today where they broke it into two segments. Yeah. And you can really see the improvement starting to take place. Now, the power play, that's another story. That we can dedicate an entire episode to of how wrong things were tonight. Nobody on their one-timer side. That made no sense at all. And And they had no getting in the mix on on the top power play unit for a little bit. Well, once Sanderson got out, they had to put somebody up there and everybody else kind of had their guy. Maybe Ridley Gregg wasn't out there for that, that, but he's such a key part of the penalty kill. Yeah, the PK was was good tonight. They only had one kill they needed to have tonight, but um, that power play is a complete mess. I actually thought, uh, Ross, one of their power plays was actually pretty good. Uh, they had a lot of possession. Uh, I'm trying to look through my notes. Definitely, was, was. definitely wasn't the first one. No, I think it was the second one uh, that they ended up getting good possession. And But it just, yeah, I can't find it here. Uh, but anyways, they had good possession, but no one had the kind of confidence to take a shot. Like, I was the classic fan. Shoot! On the power play. And I was like... 
you can only pass it and try to get the lane perfect and try to keep the guys moving so often because they had the Red Wings penalty killers uh, hemmed in their own end for over a minute. So at that point, just start ripping it on net when you get the lane. And Shane Pinto ends up taking a shot into someone's shin pads and it goes out as as the choice of uh, shot er- there after someone's possession. But the power play still overall need- does need a lot of work. That's for sure. We'll we'll save that for a rainy day, Pilsy, because it's all yeah. sunshines and rainbows tonight after the Senators beat the Detroit Red Wings 3-2 in overtime in a game where the overtime winner wasn't scored until two minutes and five seconds into the extra frame, and that was two minutes and five seconds of controlled possession for the Ottawa Senators. So, I mean, take a bow for the possession of the Sens and take a bow, Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, and Artem Zoo, because without Jake Sanderson there for the second, third, or overtime, those guys lugged the mail. We already mentioned yeah. Shabbat playing 30 minutes and 43 seconds. Well, Jacob Chikrin played 28 minutes and 37 seconds, and Artem Zub was up at 24-20. And I thought it was even going to be higher because Jacques Martin has accountability as his biggest thing he's preaching, and Eric Brandstrom needed to sit on the bench after his mistake in the first period. Missing the hand and not a perfect pass. JBD needs to take some responsibility for putting the puck in an area where Brandstrom can get it and move it. But instead of then being able to recover, he toe picks and goes right into the boards and it's in the back of their net two seconds later. Then in the third period on a shift that Brandy did get, he misses a wide open opportunity. And that was a bit of a theme tonight for both teams, Pilsy. Uh, Mo Sider was walking down Main Street at one opportunity in this game. He misses the net wide. That could have swung the momentum the other way. A lot of missed shots. 21 for Ottawa and 20 for the Red Wings, I think you told me. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with uh, Branny, like, look, you're going to Before you pick... get there, though, j- just to finish up, the shots on goal were 25-25. They almost had as yeah. many missed shots as on net. Yeah, honestly. Uh, with Branny, toe picks are going to happen, but that's ultimate bad time for that to happen. It's a bad look. Him and JBD, I thought we're, we're not looking good tonight. And clearly Jacques Martin thought the same, like you're down your top left shot defenseman and your third pair left shot defenseman doesn't get a boost in minutes. That's a pretty clear indicator of what Jacques was feeling uh, that night. And then when he has that opportunity offensively, if you're Eric Branson, get that off your stick immediately. Like he corrals it and holds it. And then a guy gets in the lane, like, ah, come on. You got to be quicker than that. You have to. There's no excuse for it. You have to be better, and and maybe maybe it's just that would have got him out the doghouse there if he ends up potting that one. Right, right, exactly. But he wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't. But there were a lot of great performances. Let's get to our Sen Central standouts. We're also waiting to hear from Jacques Martin. If that happens while we're in the postcast, we'll play that audio for you live. I hope we get an update on Jake Sanderson because I know there's a 500 people in the chat right now. And I'm not sure anybody's going to sleep well until we know that our Jake Sanderson is doing okay. Yeah, I, I, Brandon Pillar, not a doctor, but I I didn't see any serious incident. People in the chat, please let us know if you saw something, a block shot, a hit, something going into the boards awkward or something. I didn't see anything major. So you got to think or you got to hope that with this extended break, he's going to be able to come back and be ready. So I'm feeling good. We're wearing the bucket hats. We've got the Hawaiian shirts on. I'm leaning towards optimism. Positive pills. He's in the house. I'm not worried about Jake Sanderson being back. I think he's going to take some time, 
a little uh, R&R, rest, relaxation, and he's going to be good to go. R, R&R, rest, relaxation, recovery. Boom, Jake Sanderson back in the mix up against that game against the Leafs on the 10th. You heard it here first. The scoring summary in tonight's game, the Red Wings opened the scoring. It was Daniel Sprong who got that one, a 13th of the year off the Joe Valeno pass off of the Eric Branch from turnover off of the bad pass from Jacob Bernard Docker. Only goal in the first period. Ottawa only allowed three shots on goal in the first period. I thought they controlled the better part of the play. 8-3 were the shots after one. In the second period, three minutes in, Man, I really want to get into this one before we get to our Sense Central standouts because what a shift from the Pinto, Greg, and Tarasenko line. Offensive zone, grinding down low, winning back pucks when they lost it for a split second. Ridley was doing a great job down low. Pinto as well. Then they're able to change on the fly in the offensive zone, which is something that's becoming more and more prevalent under interim head coach Jacques Martin. Ozone changes and two thirds of the line got out. Greg stayed. He was still battling for the puck when the turnover happened. Parker Kelly makes a great play to get it back to JBD and JBD with a quick decision to shoot the puck on net and an elite tip from Mark Kostelik. Like that's an elite tip. It was going wide and he pulls it back into the net. What'd you see on that play, Pills? That's what we want to see from Casty. Like you're a big, strong body. Be in front of the net, get that inside position, get the position you want with the defenseman trying to tie you up. And look, sometimes you got to be lucky to be good. And that was a bit of both. He, he's lucky. He gets the fortunate bounce on it, but he works hard to get a stick in position and tip that puck past Lions. So that was a really nice goal for Casty. And if you're Casty, this is a good time to be getting a goal like that. Sure, they do send Rourke Chartier down through waivers. He, cl- or he did clear, right? Yeah, he clears, thankfully. But if you're a Cassidy, you're probably thinking, that could be me next. So I'm going to do everything I can to stay up here. And that's a nice little cookie to have uh, if you're Mark Castellic. Cassidy's second goal of the season. And then, my goodness, what a play here, Pilsy. Brady Kachuk gets a tripping penalty. Although, okay, we don't talk about the refs on this show. I thought they were bad both ways tonight. Look, the Sens are being set up to be called divers off of bad calls. I didn't think that was a trip on Tim Stutzla. I thought that was just a player defending. But then by calling it a trip, now you're like, oh, he dove because he went down. Anyways. Well, I don't know. We're aware that refs aren't worried about calling embellishment calls. So we saw it with Ridley Gregg, which that was a terrible call the other game. So if the refs really thought it was a dive, they're going to call it a dive. And especially Tim Stutzla has that reputation. They're not going to let him get away with it if they think that's what's happening. Um. It's almost like the the refs were wearing Red Wings jerseys by calling penalties against them, though, because what's the best way to stop the Sens? Put them on the power play. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like the Red Wings got way better opportunities killing penalties than the Sens did when they were on the penalty. Or, uh, that that on two on play. one, that two on one they had, and they just ripped it wide. Like they missed the net on so many great A's. I, and I couldn't believe that, Ross. Andrew Kopp coming down two on one shorthanded doesn't even look over at the other guy completely looks him off and then decides just to rip it high and wide who thank god because if he passes that over that's beating corpy 11 times out of 10 i mean we saw it earlier uh sprong with the one-timer cross-ice pass from sprong to spring because that's what brady did after his penalty and goes in on a breakaway we've seen this shot from him this is his You don't have to look too deep into the scouting report to know if Brady gets a breakaway, he's coming in and he's chipping it over the glove, 
high side every time. You think back to the goal he scored against the Colorado Avalanche in overtime. That's yep. where I keep going back to a couple seasons ago at home. But he did the same move. And instead of pointing at the great diving effort in the own zone by Shane Pinto, he points at the penalty box attendant. Shout out to the penalty box attendant for opening the door well for Brady. And he's able to go in and make no mistake. That's captain shit right there from Brady. Oh, big time. And Ross, that it's one of my all-time favorite goals to see a player come out of the box, get a full breakaway, and bury it. The only thing I like better, obviously, top cheese, you love to see that. But if Brady would have got the five hole on that one, that's oh, chef's kiss when you get out of the box, five hole breakaway goal. But I'll take a top shelf goal from Brady as well. And yeah, look, man of the people. He's on the road at Little Caesars Arena. He says, you know what? Credit where credit's due. Your job as penalty box attendant is to open that door at the right time. You nailed it, buddy. Nice. Maybe he gets the fire helmet. Double deuces for Brady Kachuk, his 22nd goal of the season. And Pinto points again. Two-point Pinto tonight. Goal and an assist. He gets the lone helper on Brady Kachuk's goal. Um, and then it's 2-1 going to the third period. Dylan Larkin, great goal. Tip his hat. It was one of those where Ottawa finished off on the power play. They still had their power play unit. Nobody really knew who was defending who where. Larkin gets it down low. He moves up high. Almost does like the novice drill where you do circles around. And he, he ran the entirety of the circle and just ripped it. My only qualm on this one is Jacob Chikrin just allowing Christian Fisher to stand untouched in front of the net. Is it because they're boys from their days with the Coyotes? Get that out of here. I want him moving the way for Corpus. He couldn't see that one. That one's not on Corpus Allo one bit. Yeah, no, I don't really blame Corpy there. And, and I thought uh, Timmy and Kubalik switching was actually pretty seamless. Uh, normally, that's where you get guys switching and then they lose coverage. I actually thought both those guys did a decent job there. So, look, that's one where we'll just tip the bucket cap to Larkin there. There's no, there's no not a lot of blame to go around on the sense there. It's a nice and, th and thank you, Pilsy, because you're the one who told me FanDuel boosted odds. Larkin plus Brady anytime point. So, cha-ching, yeah. cash go. it for the kid. Here we go. On the other side, we got our Send Central standouts. We see that Jacques Martin has already spoken to the media. So, if the Senators get that video posted on Twitter sooner rather than later, we... We'll get you that as soon as it comes here on the postcast because the vibes are free, not only on the postcast, but at the GCP. Shout out to the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is what makes the postcast pump along. You can go visit them at 779 Bank Street. You can also go check out the Send Shuttle for just $17. Gets you to and from the CTC. And Sue knows all the best ways to get there. So you leave the pub an hour and 15 minutes before Senators home games. Next shuttle against the Leafs, five, or February 10th. Sue will get you there in one piece, and she'll get you right back to the GCP. It's so easy. Leave your keys at home and have yourself a great night, courtesy of the Glebe Central Pub. So go to the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. Get the buffalo chicken wrap. Get the hot and honey wings. Unless your friend orders you honey garlic, then you'll just have to battle through with those. I'm talking to you, Pilsy. But, hey, the vibe's always great. Dartboard, live music every Saturday in February. Go check them out. Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. And when you go, let them know that Locked On Senators sent you.
The postcast is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, Factor. Guys, skip the grocery store, skip the prep work, the cooking fatigue, and get ready for the Sens game without having to worry about dinner with Factor. Forget the rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meal preps are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your door. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout can be. And Hey, you want to spice it up, make it a little special? They got the Gourmet Plus option so you can get fast upscale options done easily. Stress less over meal times in the new year. No prep, no mess meals, free uptime, otherwise spent shopping, cooking, and cleaning up. Rewatch the Sens highlights. Use that time wisely. Don't waste it in the kitchen. Factor has everything you need for flavorful, nutritious eats in addition to ready-to-eat meals. They got juices, smoothies, energy brights, protein, veggie sides, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash locked on NHL 50. That's five zero. Use code locked on NHL 50 50. to get 50% off. Check it out today, guys. Factormeals.com. Woo-hoo! Welcome back to the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan. That's Brandon Pillar. We are breaking down a 3-2 overtime win for the Ottawa Senators where Shane Pinto beat Alec, Alex Debrinkit on the back check to win the game. And shout out to at six cents, Graham Nichols. He he said to bring quit on that back check. Am I right? Certainly felt that way. Senators get the win and they improved to six, two and two in their last 10 games. Things are starting to come together for the Ottawa Senators. And now they go into a nine day break. It feels a little sweeter to beat their rivals. Look, this year has had its downs. It's had its valleys. It's had some Mm. deep Grand Canyon-esque valleys. But Pilsy, the way that Ottawa has beat up on Detroit 3-1, on the Habs 2-0, like they're finding ways to at least give me the satisfaction of beating the teams whose fan bases I enjoy poking the most online. So I have to give a big thank you for that. Yeah, I mean... We don't ask for much around here on the Locked On Senators podcast. Uh, we What was the episode today, Ross? 972? 71, but who's counting? 971, no playoffs game. So we don't ask for too much around here. We know to keep the bar low. But please, beat the Habs. I mean, you, you got to beat the Habs. It's easy, eight straight wins. Um, and beat the Red Wings. Two rivalries that... They like to they like to say they've got the better of the sense. They the rent freeze, the pointing to the standings, blah blah blah. But when it comes down to it, the Ottawa Senators always show up for those games, and it's nice. It's it's nice as a Sens fan to at least have those ones in our back pocket. It really is. So shout out to the Ottawa Senators for at least giving us something to hold on hope in this tough season for the Ottawa Senators. Now. Let's get to our Send Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub after what was just a great performance for a number of different players in this oh, game. Yeah. Um, who would you like to go to first, Pilsy? We're going to snap it back and forth twice. You know what? There's a couple good options, but I'm going to go with the guy that gets it done, Shane Pinto. Uh, we already talked about him. That goal where he beats Alex Dabrinkit, diving play to get the gold OT winner. You love to see that. And his assist even though it seems small, poking it out of the zone, but that sets up Brady. You know 
that Shane Pinto was aware of what's going on there. And he puts it in a perfect spot for Brady to take it away for a breakaway goal. And I just thought Shane Pinto as a third line center for this team, it really makes everything work together the way that we wanted this core to work together. Like if you've got center depth of Timmy Norris, Pinto and Kostelik, that's where everyone's supposed to be. And Shane Pinto, you get him some good line mates. He didn't really have a left winger that could help him out much last year. So you get him Ridley Gregg, a guy that's going to work hard. He's not going to give up on back checks. And then you put an actual sniper on his other wing in Tarasenko. That's a nice line there. So I'm loving Shane Pinto recently. And this team simply is much more successful with Shane Pinto in the lineup than they are without him. Is he the secret sauce, Pilsy? He very well could be, honestly. But let me put it with the asterisks. He's the secret sauce as a third line center. It just, not that I don't think Pinto can get to a point where he can play second line, but he's able to beat out those other matchups that he goes up against when he's on the third line. His ice time's a little bit more manageable, and it just makes more sense roster wise to have him slated there. So, Pinner for the fellas, you'll love to see it. Read that stat. It's so impressive. I already did, but I want you to, I want to hear it this time. Sends are 31, 5 and 5 when Shane Pinto records at least one point. That's ridiculous. And that's a career long thing. So that goes back to the COVID season. And I mean, at some point, you just have to kind of tilt your head like a dog trying to understand and say, that's impressive. That's more than a coincidence at this point. Because we've it's got a, a sample that size. That is a trend, Ross. That is a pattern. This is half a season's worth of NHL games. It's 41 games. And they've won 31. That'd be a first place club right there if Shane Pinto <laughs> were to score a point every single game. So you've got Shane Pinto as your number one. He was the workhorse up front for the Ottawa Senators. He gets four shots on goal in this game. He gets five out of nine faceoff wins. And he just keeps producing in different areas. Also had a good chance on the power play that didn't work out, but still was able to get the ball rolling. He also led the Ottawa Senators in uh, in expected goals himself in this game. So good call, Pilsy, giving it to Shane Pinto. But where would the Senators have been tonight if they didn't have Thomas Shabbat yep. playing 30 minutes and 43 seconds in this game? I know he only gets the one shot on goal, but he also blocked three shots and... 33 shifts is is more than anyone should be playing in a single game. I wonder what is, I'm going to look up right now, what his average shift length was in this game. I'm not a math guy. I know I just said the total ice time, and then I also said what his, uh, what we is, can't do that uh, division on the fly. Were, but Come on. to tell you all, all quickly, um, he averaged 55 seconds per shift in the second period. So right after oh, they had the injury to Jake Sanderson, he averaged, a minute and seven seconds per shift, Billsy. This guy was on the ice a lot, probably too much, but the way he was able to keep his composure, control the puck, he was a big part of why they had possession for the entirety of overtime. And then for him to put that pillow on for the primary assist on the game winner, man, Thomas Shabbat, if we could get more performances like this from him, the Senators are going to be in a great spot moving forward. Yeah, and that's one example of when I actually like the way Shabbat slows down the pace of the game in overtime when you've maintained possession like that I don't mind it slow things down he's a smooth skater and yeah like Big B saying Shabby always plays better with a lot of minutes I feel like 
he took that as a personal challenge. Like, okay, Sandy's kind of been creeping into number one defenseman on this team. Sandy's out here where this is the final game up against a rival going into the break. I'm going to give it everything I got. And I'm going to remind everyone that I was the number one guy on this team for a long time. And he still got what it takes to do it. And to play over 30 minutes heading into overtime, that's a classic shabby game. So we love to see that from him. And yeah, you got to give him stick taps when he deserves it because there's been a lot of times where maybe Shabbat hasn't been on the right side of things, but tonight he looked great and you got to commend that. I mean, the endurance on this guy is insane. Snap it back to you. Your second cent central standout presented by the Glebe central pub. Oh, second. I almost want to give it to Alex to brink it. Um, I didn't have a second guy locked and loaded to be honest. Uh, to bring it dash two tonight, by the way. You know what? I'll, I'll go with Ridley Gregg, uh, because kind of similar to Shane Pinto, I thought that line was moving. Ridley Gregg was getting chances, he hit the post, he had a couple uh opportunities in low. I thought he was doing a really good job on the back check. He's hustling, he's uh playing a physical game. So, Really, Greg, I got no issues with uh, having him as a Sun Central standout. And I hope that he's kind of put in pen as that third wing, third line left winger. I think that's a great spot for him as well. So, really, okay. Greg, my second Sun Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pop. I like that. He was back up to his typical time on ice, 1546, after a couple games where his ice time was reduced. I like that. But now you're you're leaving me with two. So, now you're leaving me with a bit of a conundrum here as I have to decide between. No, it's an easy decision after all, because I'm still paying penance. Is that how you say it? Penance? Penance. Penance, I think. Yes. Word of the day. Penance. Let's penance. see what it means. Penance. Penance. Voluntary self-punishment inflicted as an outward expression of repentance for having Nailed done it. wrong. Yes. Nailed, Nailed it. that. I am paying penance. To Eunice Corpusalo, who had a 920 save percentage in this game, made calm saves, looked in position, did all the things that I said he wasn't doing very well. So for that, I applaud him. He got a little lucky on the one play where it was a jam play and he was leaning right, but his right pad stayed there. And then he was able to pounce on the rebound. I was on to brink it too, I think. So nice one. Nice one. Classic esque where he dropped the stick and covered it with the blocker. And then in the third period, speaking of the brink it now, if the brink is on the other side, it's probably a better chance because he was on his strong side. He didn't get as much on it, but he was side door. And I thought that he made a great save on, on him there. And, it was the rebounds for me that really convinced me that Eunice Corpusala was playing well. And this has not happened enough this season, but I love it. He saved more than the goals expected in this game. So yeah, for him rare. to be a plus, Alex, the goalie friendly show is so back. We're back. So back. Yes, so shout back. out to Eunice Corpusalo, but um, I'd like to snap it back to you. I'd like you oh. to say a word about the captain because he deserves a bit of a central standout here too because the Senators, yeah, they had tied the game on the tip, but it was like a fourth line off a chain shift. Like the momentum that they got from Brady Kachuk's goal, I felt carried them through the rest of the game. Yeah, that's who I was deciding between Ridley Gregg and Brady Kachuk. I wanted to give uh, Ridley some shine. Hopefully Jacques Martin sees this and uh, Greg is completely out of the doghouse since he's my Sun Central standout. But yeah, 
you got to give love to the captain, Brady Gachuk. Now, Brady on penalty shots and shootouts, not that good. But give him the anticipation, the excitement, someone chasing behind him. Give him that the competitive juices flowing so it's not just a skills competition. It's, all right, it's me versus the goalie here. And he's able to score on breakaways more often than not, I feel like, in games. So those are the moments where Brady Kachuk thrives and... That's a big, big goal. Puts his team up 2-1 there and gets the energy going, points to the penalty box attendance. So, yeah, absolutely, Brady Kachuk gets a shout-out here. Love that. Those are the Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub. And we know that Eunice Corpusallo has the helmet, right? Yes. So now that we've done our Central standouts, are we just who, – who are we omitting? Oh, well, Eunice has it, so, so it's easy. So who gets the helmet? From Eunice. Pinto, Shabbat. It's got to be one of those guys, so I don't even think a third one's worth mentioning. Does anyone in the chat have a third one? I'm sure well, we're going to do Brady Kachuk. Kelly. Okay, Brady Kachuk, yep. And then... Oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah, Giroux has it. Remember, the keeper oh, going. Thank you, oh, thank yeah, you, and boys, keep her yes. going. They're, they're winning so much recently, I'm having trouble keeping we up. can't keep track, yeah. Ross, you didn't wear the fire helmet for the standouts. That's okay. I'm, it's, I'm it's in vacation mode, right? Vibe cast, yeah. Do firefighters wear fire helmets when they're on vacation? If there's a fire, like the way the Ottawa Senators were absolute fire tonight, then yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, sorry. Who was... Who was your other central standout? Ridley Gregg. Ridley Gregg. So I'll just put... You nah. think that's even worth putting? He's not getting the helmet. No, no, no. I don't think he's getting the helmet. Okay. All right. Perfect, Pills. Let's get that up. And by the way, we've got one other topic to cover. Cool. The Ottawa Senators have made a roster move following tonight's game. Mad Sogard has been sent down to Belleville, and Kevin Mandelazy has been called up. Now... This gets Matt Sogard the opportunity to play games this weekend. The Belleville Sens are in Syracuse on Friday and Saturday. Um, who Who's it better for? Mads getting to play games or Mando getting a week vacation with NHL pay? Yeah, pretty sweet for Mando. Uh, he Hopefully he's heading to Expedia.ca or some sort of vacation website. And he's like, I'm going to get some sunshine. I'm getting that NHL paycheck. Uh, so... Definitely. I mean, good news for both. Uh, and you know what? Spread that NHL money around. Mando and Mads are best buddies. So he's like, okay, you, you take a turn here with the, uh, the the juiced up paychecks. And that is, that, I mean, if you're Kevin Mandelazy, get your bucket hat ready. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love it, buddy. It's a, it's a dead heat right now through 90 votes, 48% for Shabby and 47% for Shane Pinto. So Look, that's a good problem to have when there's multiple options for players that could win the helmet after a game like this. And Giroux's just going to give the most... I'm so excited for the video because I just know that Giroux's going to give the most absurdly uh, short but sweet. Like, uh, good game tonight. Here it is. There you go. <laughs> Not a public speaker. Good game tonight, boys. Way to get that win in overtime. Shabby. Over 30 minutes a night. There you go. I absolutely love that. The real standout is Rachel Levitan for letting Ross devote so much time to LOSP. I should have said that a bit louder. She's in the uh, the next room watching watching. Give her the helmet. 
Yeah, she deserves the helmet for sure. She get a picture out for that. That's that's hilarious. Um, all right, Pilsy, any final thoughts? We're uh, still waiting. If we do get to Jacques Martin, feels like what's happening is right because it's a catch 22. Do we make the people wait? The citizens don't deserve to wait after a game. We got to get the reaction out right away. But then it's like right when we end it, Jacques Martin's audio gets posted. No, nah, that's that's okay. We got we got lots of time to watch the Jacques Martin audio. I, I'm feeling real good right now. This is honestly, this is probably the best way to go into the break. I'm almost glad it went to OT, give the Red Wings fans a little bit more hope and then crush it away. Although you hate to give them the point. Definitely you hate to give them the point, but if you're Sens fans, you're not battling for that spot anyway, so I don't care too much. Getting the dub like that, the overtime, like you tweeted, Ross, you should get no points if you have 0% of overtime possessions, uh, advanced analytics courtesy of Locked On Centers podcast. As you can see in our official game recap summary, the shots on goal tied at 25 in this game. Ottawa goes 0 for 3 on the power play. Detroit goes 0 for 1. The faceoff percentage, slight edge to Detroit, 51.9, 48.1 for Ottawa. OT possession percentage, a, a stat that's as old as offsides. It goes to Ottawa 100% to 0 the hits were 16 to 11 for Detroit and the blocks were 17 to 15 for Detroit. But Pilsy, look, right when it happened, I went all caps tweet, but I took a bit of a risk with this one because it's it's from 2016 and it's like a little like, how do I say it? Obscure. It's a little obscure, but I, I tweeted out saying it was karma for when Gustav Nyquist had 100 seconds of ozone time before he scored the game winner against Ottawa in 2016, where he did three laps around yeah, the uh, offensive zone. So I posted the video. If people don't remember that clip, if they want to relive it, basically, I think it was Zach Smith. Somebody had him contained. And then right when Jared Cowan switched on to him, it was like an easy rip and it was in the back of the net. But Hey, people seem to get it. Hundred hundred people understood the assignment. So I uh, thought that was a funny one to post, just being Detroit and everything as well. I almost brought it up before the Nashville game because Gustav Nyquist plays for Nashville now. And whenever I see him, I can't forget that because I was at the game. And you're like, there's nothing more frustrating in hockey than in overtime when your team just can't touch the puck. And this was uh, tonight really? was an absolute clinic of that by the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and that's the thing. They recognize that they had the momentum. They recognize that, um, I don't know, the, the Wings just didn't have it three on three, and they held it, held it, waited for their opportunity. A perfectly placed pass by Thomas Shabbat and a great extra effort by Shane Pinto. Whew, it's beautiful. Uh, I absolutely love it. So, um, Ali saying, are we on another vacation? I'm at home right now. This is, this is the LOSP studios, fellas. Come on. Yeah, we're now, we're the, both at home. Vacation the, vaca- the vacation is the, the break between sends games, but hot lunch here. Are you guys still going to do episodes over the break? Did the Sens get 100% possession in overtime? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're definitely doing episodes. Uh, ironically, I am going on vacation, but I will not be wearing this. I'm going snowboarding in Revelstoke, so I am using the All-Star break as a vacation. But we're doing episodes. I I can pack my mic in my bag. LOSP continues on. Let's go. Yeah, and uh, there are exciting plans ahead to do some uh, some some shows together. Obviously, when Pilsy and I are together, the vibes are just immaculate no matter what. So uh, end of March in Winnipeg, 
for the game yep. there. And then uh, you're going to see us in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the game there. So any, uh, any Minnesotan Sens fans, I know we got a few, actually, we had, uh, we had Dylan on who's a Sens central citizen who went over to Europe. He's in Minnesota. Yeah, so guy. we'll see if he's out there, but um, why don't you tell hot lunch and all the other citizens out here, what to expect over the break from locked on senators. We've got some great interviews with some of our most uh, recurring guests, Scott C. Wheeler. We got two separate interviews with him, one talking about his most recent article in The Athletic about the Ottawa Senators being the 31st out of 32nd prospect pool. So we have some fun with that with Scott. And look, we haven't been doing the spins lately because the Sens have been winning, but we do have an eye on the draft. And what I'll say about that is he'll make you feel better about winning what some, what haters would call meaningless wins where you're like, oh, it's going to ruin your draft position. Well, if you're looking for a right shot defenseman, there's likely going to be one, whether you draft at fifth or whether you draft at 14th, because this draft is loaded with right shot defensemen. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in that episode. And then we got Ian Mendez coming on as well. So we're fired up. Uh, You know, it's a little harder to keep it going, just the two of us, when there's no games. So we thought, why not bring along some of our best friends in Scott Wheeler and Ian Mendez? So you love to see that. It's the podium of, of recurring guests. Those two are actually tied. I did all the math and they're tied at nine each for well sorry this will be mendez 10 mendez is hitting double digits so we're gonna get some trivia we're recording with him on friday morning so we're gonna have an absolute blast there but uh mark mathot the clubhouse leader for most recurring guest segments on locked on senators um he he's he's gonna join us when he's ready to join us but i think it will be too It'll be sooner rather than later, though, I think. And it could be something where if we find a time that's right when you're out on uh, on your West Coast swing, um, we'll see if we can make that work. Otherwise, it'll be right when he gets back. And, I mean, when you get the Battle of Ontario, Ballet of Ontario, whatever you want to call it, um, that's a good time to get Mark Mathot on. And, like, the schedule, will have plenty of time to look ahead at the schedule. But you win a few... Uh, you win a few games here, and we can really start having some fun on the way back. Oh, yeah, I... I'm so glad they go into this break with two wins and especially a big win up against the wings. It, like this, this could have been so different, but instead, it's so good. We're vibing. Um, Martian Slander, he's not a guest of the show. Once you start making a few shekels on it, you, you're no longer a guest. Yeah, and we've lost track of the, the amount of times Martian's been on the show. So shout out Williams Martian. <laughs> shout out marsh and he's having a good night tonight um in jesus's name amen pilsy uh final thoughts heading into the break what have you seen from this team that's given you some satisfaction of late this team is so damn good i mean my god is this team good the ottawa senators but uh, honestly ross it's you gotta you gotta tip your bucket cat to the star players uh the bucket cat bucket cap I got cat cat on mind, apparently. Um, but the star players have been really good. Like you, you look at another good game from Brady. You look at um I well, Timmy, Timmy had an okay game, but Thomas nah. Shabbat when nah. I, I didn't want to dog him there. Thomas Shabbat when he needs to, Jake Sanderson out, he has a big game. Corpusalo, two games in a row where he's been very good. Uh Ross is paying penance towards him that doesn't happen very often a quick turnaround like that hashtag goalie friendly show and Shane Pinto the midseason free agent acquisition essentially he's 
coming up big and he gets the OT winner. It's beautiful. It really is. So shout out to all you citizens who are still, you know, vibing and venting with us after each and every Ottawa Senators game. It's been, uh, it's been a wild journey. Yeah. And to think that again, dude, just like the game on Monday, Tonight, outside of Detroit, the only Eastern Conference teams, I believe, playing in the yeah. National Hockey League. They are. So, like, yeah. there's two of your games in hand. And I know you're still a ways back, but you have to win those games in hand without question. And they got that job done tonight. So, good vibes for sure. We'll have more tomorrow on Locked On Senators. Look, we can basically just vibe for the entirety of next show, but I think we're going to get in a little bit more on now that Elias Lindholm has been traded big trade, by the way, if anybody hasn't heard it already, he's traded to the Vancouver Canucks. We'll get in look first round pick a third round pick defenseman. Who's like third in the OHL and scoring. So he's having a good year. Hunter Bruskevich and a couple other pieces in there. Andre Kuzmenko being one of those pieces, what does that mean for the landscape? Because Steve Steo said the market will dictate what the Ottawa Senators do. Does this set the market as a rental? What does this mean for the Ottawa Senators? So we'll have that conversation tomorrow on Locked On Senators. Let's get some go sends go oh, yeah. in the All chat. Because too. tonight was very, very nice. Look, they tried. They tried to allow Alex DeBrinket to only come to Ottawa once this year. But he had to play the Sens four times. They got the one win right off the bat, and they couldn't do a darn thing afterwards. The Senators go 3-1 and one to close out the season series against Detroit. And if Detroit misses the playoffs by one, <laughs> two, or three points, we're going to look back at the season series. Remember the Senators. Remember. The Senators. What a place to leave it. That's Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. We'll retweet when we get the Jacques Martin post-game press conference out there. But let's take a deep breath. And oh, we've got the fire. We got the fire helmet. Let's let's give the uh okay. Who do you think the fire helmet went to? Let's quickly go with the poll. Let's close the poll. Thomas Spot. P- Final answer. Pilsy. The citizens are never wrong. 51% said Shane Pinto, and Claude Giroux gave it to Shane Pinto. Confirm. Okay. No, I, I got no issues with that. Fellas. Fellas. So I'm going to go watch that. I'm sure everyone else will too. That's Brandon Pillar. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day now. Let's hear some danger flutes. <laughs>